Good evening everyone. It is uh, Tuesday, January 17, 2017. I am Shemaine Linney, owner of Shemaine's Model Health and I'm a fitness and nutrition expert. Um, welcome. Um, and this week's podcast was actually a podcast, the topic was voted for in my Facebook group, Shemaine's Model Health Club for long-term fat loss and health. So I created a poll in the group and the members voted for um, two things came out on top, binge eating, which I covered last week, and then this week's topic, which I think many, many people are gonna love and relate to, is depression. So yeah, those were the top two that were voted for. Um, so now we're going to move on and talk about depression. What is it and what are some of the natural treatments that we can do that will help us avoid using drugs or any sort of synthetic chemicals? So depression is a bigger issue than we realize and it's having a huge impact on us globally, um, economically and in our close community. Research says that by 2020, depression will be the number two cause of disability and death, especially between the ages of 15 and 45. So what is mental health then? Um, mental health is stated as being a state of well-being in which the individual realizes their own strengths and capabilities. They can cope with normal stresses of life, can work productively and can make a contribution to their community. So, but in regards of depression, according to the Mayo Clinic, depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. It affects how you feel, think and behave and it can lead to many physical and emotional problems such as uh, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, um, obviously suicide, um, a low immune system because it's a hormone related illness so therefore it affects your immune system um, and then like I said, suicide, there's actually been some research done on suicide related to depression and the numbers they came back with were quite shocking and quite scary. Not very nice to hear, but they, sa they stated that 50% of suicides are correlated to depression. So that's not a nice number. Um, can be quite saddening to hear and I'm sure many of you do know someone or some family that this has affected. Um, most people then will go to their physician or family doctor and they'll explain the situation and that physician is going to prescribe them some drugs. Um, when it comes to drugs or any sort of antibiotics unless absolutely necessary I am against it. Um, when we take drugs or synthetic chemicals, we're not addressing the underlying cause. It's like we're just masking or cloaking the problem. So if you have been just recently diagnosed with some sort of depression, um, I would recommend that you're just, you would be gentle with yourself in the beginning and try to avoid synthetic drugs um, as much as possible. And really allow your body to come out of it by itself. 
Um, there's many options that you can do to try and get your head in the right space. Um, but synthetic drugs are not it. Synthetic drugs will mimic your body's own natural hormones and neurotransmitters and they will end up in the long term causing more of an imbalance and thus preventing you from making the hormones yourself naturally. All synthetic drugs do is they provide you with a short-term relief but they also provide you with long-term problems. Um, so downregulation of hormones and receptor sites uh, are generally the big issue especially in regards to serotonin and dopamine and we know these are your happy feel-good hormones so we want to be producing them ourselves at optimal levels with no need for any sort of aids or drugs or bandages so most people get prescribed um, some sort of SSRI like Zoloft, Prozac, Celexia or Paxil and these unknowns to many people have some shocking side effects so side effects like violent behavior, mania or aggression, suicidal thinking, behavior and attempts and in some more serious cases obviously those behaviors and attempts are successful. Um, the companies that give these out Obviously it's a money game and they're not too worried about the side effects. So the likes of the big pharmaceutical company Pfizer, they had 250 lawsuits against them for creating um, an SSRI and many women had been taking these um, and even during pregnancy and 250 babies that have came up so far were born with birth defects due to this synthetic drug. So in my opinion it's not worth the risk if it's going to carry over for generations and generations those side effects. Like seriously how many people do you know or how many people know someone who's on some sort of antidepressant but they're still depressed? So the we're not actually getting to the root of the problem, we're just covering it up. Um, a lot of physicians like to say that depression is serotonin related, so it's an imbalance in serotonin, but actually this, is, this was always just a theory, there was never anything factual behind this. Uh, the FDA even admitted that in regards to drugs like Zoloft, who advertise depression as an imbalance in serotonin, um, they, they basically said that that was not true, that they tried to make their statement as blunt as they could for people that maybe were not so educated um, to understand it. So basically the FDA were calling people dumb and that they had to put such a topic as depression into a real layman's terms for people to understand and that layman's terms or that statement that they put out was actually in fact not backed by science and no research had been done on it. Never in history has a single study in humans that validates low serotonin levels contributing to depression has ever been done. It's never been justified. Um, it's just a theory that's been driven into society unfortunately. Um, so take it with a pinch of salt because I'm not saying there's no serotonin connection to depression but like serotonin does play some part 
but it's not the be-all and end-all. It's not all about the serotonin. Depression is a complicated condition um, and we have to address it on many levels so that you can feel your best and prevent reoccurrences and carry over into your daily life. So first we would look at Obviously in my teachings I'm going to go as natural and simple as I can with ideas and hacks that you can use immediately. So the first one would be food. We know that food affects us on a cellular level. So as soon as food goes into our mouth, our digestive system starts working and that food immediately has an effect on our DNA. That also includes synthetic drugs. As soon as they go into your mouth, immediately they are changing you. Um, that's what food does, it changes us physically. So you don't just eat something, it physically changes you um, and it affects your, all your organs including your gut. It plays a big huge part and now more studies and more research on gut health and the microbiome is coming out and it's about to blow up. The microbiome and the gut is extremely important for your health including your mental health and how you feel. Most people don't realize that serotonin, most serotonin is produced in your gut so you want to have a healthy gut. Um, there was a study in Public Health Nutrition Journal showed that people that ate fast food regularly had a 51% increase in depression. So that means that um, even eating small amounts that you're going to a drive-thru at Dairy Queen or A&W and you're pretty much eating depression. That's what you're doing. Because these foods are carb-rich foods and the carryover from carb-rich foods it affects our hormones not to mention all the trans fats but it affects our hormones and our way of thinking, it slows down our digestive system, it slows down pretty much our whole body in general. If you've ever had like a reefy day or a cheat day or a treat day, the following day you know you've got some sort of food hangover and you feel gross, maybe you're a little bit cranky, you're tired, that's what these carbohydrates are doing to you and especially carbohydrates that have been made in a fast food joint that maybe don't have the best efficacy and um, not to point fingers but there, there's some ingredients that we'd rather not have in our food or going into our mouth. So avoiding fast food where you can is definitely going to play a huge part in um, managing any sort of depression. Then we move on to protein. So protein is a great source of tryptophan. Now tryptophan is an amino acid and that amino acid gets converted into serotonin, our happy hormone. This actually, tryptophan actually works a lot better when you take in small amounts of good carbs with it. So I'm saying good carbs there and that means um, pairing your protein like turkey, fish, chicken, nuts, eggs and so on with some organic fruit and veg um, to help convert that tryptophan to serotonin. So you're just aiding in your production of happy hormones by making some smart choices with the food that you're putting in your mouth. Um, no grains, like I didn't mention grains there or processed carbohydrates um, because um, grains affect us on so many levels, especially our gut health. 
that we want to try and minimize what kind of grains we're taking in, not only for the sugar and complex of it, but also for like the GMOs and how they've been processed. There was a randomized clinical trial in the Journal of Elementary Pharmacology and Therapeutics found that gluten caused depression in people with non, so with non, celiac gluten sensitivity. So these were people that weren't actually celiac and didn't have a gluten sensitivity. And they found that by these people grazing or eating on grains that they had an increased chance of depression. It's basically because in addition to gluten, there are gluteal morphemes, so um, a molecule in gluten, and it, it is, you can kind of hear it in the name, it's gluteal morphemes, so we know morphine is a drug, and then the sugars that are in the grains, they react with opiate receptors. So opiate is what it says again. So we know opiums as a drug. So opiate receptors are receptors in your brain that react to intakes of any sort of molecule or chemical that resembles a drug. Um, so when we take in grains and sugar and carbs, um, these gluteal morphines and sugars react with the opiate receptors in the brain and they cause um, a reaction so in addiction we get addicted and when we get addicted we lose control and then depression follows and so on also taking in grains produces lectins these are anti-nutrients these anti-nutrients contribute to IBS and leaky gut syndrome so what does that say that means they're causing a problem in your gut your digestive tract is having issues when you've taken these foods and if your digestive tract or gut is having issues then it's got a less likely chance to be creating those happy hormones that we want. So also we know that carbohydrates play a huge part in inflammation and now we're seeing that inflammation and Inflammation of the brain specifically is a big contributing factor to autoimmune disease um, and therefore depression. So that's inflammation of your brain from just taking in some carbohydrates. So what can we do to help with this? So we've covered avoiding fast foods. We've got on to uh, making sure that we're getting good proteins and pairing them with some good carbohydrates. Vitamin C. Studies have shown that increasing vitamin C from the likes of camu camu berry, amla berry, goji berry and acerola cherry, these are great sources of vitamin C and vitamin C has been shown to improve depression, symptoms of depression and also um, in some cases eliminate depression altogether and that's just from taking some vitamin C. So that um, that's an amazing option and vitamin C is one of these vitamins that's insoluble in the body so whatever you don't use up you're just going to pee it out so the recommended dose that they seem to be saying is uh, 700 milligrams a day um, particularly for women so there that's a natural option for you to try there's also other supplements like St. John's wort, that's great for mild depression. Rhodiola root extract is excellent and has been used for thousands of years um, by our ancestors to help fight depression. Now, omega-3 or EPA, which is an anti-inflammatory, so this is a good fat, um, not omega-6, omega-3 is the good fat. 
Studies have shown uh, in the Medical Journal of Nutrition, people with depression have low levels of omega-3s, especially from their foods. So, in society now, we get an abundance of omega-6. It's been added to most foods, and this is causing a problem for us. Omega-6 is coming in the form of canola oil, which is a rapeseed oil, which everyone at this stage should know to avoid this genetically modified oil. Like This is a broken oil, and it's going to do nothing but damage in your body, along with corn and soy oil. So any kind of vegetable oils, you should be avoiding like the plague. What you do want though is butter, coconut, ghee, avocados and krill oil is an excellent bioavailable form of omega-3. Um, and another study showed that people who supplemented with krill oil actually had a reduction in suicidal tendencies um, associated with their depression. So really what we're at right now because omega-6 is high in our foods. We're looking at a 20 to 1 ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 in our food. Realistically though, we only want a 2 to 1 ratio. So we need to be a bit more aware of this. Then moving on to chocolate, I'm sure many of you are going to be happy to hear this. Chocolate contains anandalamide, um, which is a bliss chemical, phenylalanine, which is a love chemical, and tryptophan and serotonin as well, as well as all the healthy fats that are in chocolate. So this is good grade chocolate. Um, you can also get some great tryptophan, so some high sources of tryptophan from cashews and pumpkin seeds as well. That, so chocolate is great one, and we know that real chocolate is, is a superfood. It's packed full of dense nutrition, so you want to be getting chocolate into your diet. So that's real, raw, organic, where you can. Um, in my HEDA guide in the Schmidt, in, yeah, the HEDA guide, I think in module five, I give a cooking class on how to make your own chocolate at home. So from scratch, totally good, totally raw, totally nutrient dense. So um, if you're interested in that, you can go over and check out schmainsmodelhealth.com and you will find information there. The next is turmeric or curcumin, which is a subsidy of turmeric has been shown in studies to improve symptoms of depression as much as Prozac. So we're looking at about 12 grams a day of turmeric, which is not too bad because you can just add it into your curries, you can add it into other foods, you can add it into tea, you can add it into hot chocolate. Um, then we move on to sleep. So, of course, we all know sleep plays a huge part in how we feel. If you're too tired, you're going to get cranky, you're going to have a headache. Um, and then if you get a great sleep, you feel amazing the next day. Studies have shown, so I'm all about the studies on this one because I think depression is very important that we back it up with some science. Another study shown that even partial sleep deprivation can impact your mood and hormones. Subjects that received 4.5 hours and had reported feeling stressed, angry, sad, and mentally exhausted, when they increased their sleep to 6 to 8 hours a night, they noticed that all subjects had a big improvement on their moods. Because, um, and not many people know this, 
Serotonin actually converts to melatonin and if you've listened to me speak before about melatonin, melatonin is our calming hormone. It's not our sleep hormone, it's our calming hormone. It enables us then to get good quality sleep. So melatonin is very important. So if you're converting serotonin correctly, then you're going to have amazing sleep and that's going to carry over into the next day and you're going to feel amazing. Okay, we're nearly finished. Exercise, of course we all know about exercise, how empowering and good that can make us feel. Exercise has been shown to help with depression, but even better, the results from exercise have been shown to last longer than those from drugs. So that's like walking at a moderate pace, you could do some meditation, you could do some Pilates, you could do some yoga, some weight training, there's so many options. Um, so making sure that you're moving each day is going to play a big part in how you're feeling overall, especially in your mind. Um, then vitamin D, if you're going walking, you want to go out walking in the sun because your, your skin then in the sun is going to produce some vitamin D. Um, and vitamin D is also a hormone which contributes to us feeling good. Vitamin D actually converts cholesterol as well. So. Um, there's some more studies going out, uh, coming out now about cholesterol, so I'd urge you to keep an ear on the ground for that. And then, of course, stress. We know stress plays a huge part in our health, how we're feeling, and depression. But most people find they manage stress a lot better when they integrate some sort of exercise. And, and of course, going back to sleep, get a good night's sleep. So stress contributes to depression, but if we can fight that with some exercise and some good sleep, then we're definitely on the right path to taking control of how we want to live our life and how we want to feel. Um, and then last one. This, many people will understand this, but I've noticed in my work that not everybody does get this. The connection between your mind and your thoughts and how you feel and your body and how hormones react with that a lot of people don't understand people think that it's just your mind you just think you just do and that's it um, if only that was the case everything you think and feel and do has an impact on your body so how you perceive things is going to have an impact on how you feel so you can either say I lost love or I was actually lucky enough to have had a love in the first place. So I'm grateful to have experienced love. The choice is up to you. What are you going to choose to focus on? You can either be that person that says, I lost love, I've lost everything. Or you can be grateful for the love you have had. You can then look at it as if to say, I have so much love still to give and I'm excited for whatever the future has to bring me. So focusing leads to your feelings and feeling of good. So positive, upbeat, happy, excited, joyous. So really it's your perception. So honing that in and just being aware of how you think and how you're thoughts are affecting your hormones and your overall feeling. Um, really, at the end of the day, and I'll leave you with this because this has been quite a long podcast, it is your choice on how you live um, and how you choose to see things. Depression is um, 
not necessarily something that we're born with, but it's something that grows or involves or evolves within us like most other diseases. Um, and there is a way to take care of it, which doesn't mean you need to resort to drugs that are just going to harm you more in the long term. So um, there are many, many people that would be happy to help you or anyone that's struggling with depression, myself included. If you had any questions, you can reach out. But if you know anyone, because this is a really serious topic and not many people are up shall we say on it if you know anyone that might be struggling with this i would urge you to share this podcast with them and just let them know how they may tackle and how they may help themselves feel a little bit better um and that's it i thank you for listening and i hope you have a healthy happy week and i will chat to you all soon bye guys be safe